At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey friend, support this podcast by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple iTunes. And you can also do that now in Spotify and leave five stars for Infertility and Me podcast. This will just help increase our show's ranking and reach so that we can continue to reach more people and more friends who may be silently suffering with infertility too. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Infertility and Me podcast, a show that amplifies diverse stories about the struggles of infertility and fertility in a safe space. Our goal is to normalize fertility stories that validate, give hope, and create a community where no one is left silently suffering. Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to Infertility and Me podcast. I'm your host, Monique Farouk, and I thank you for being here with me. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Thank you for listening on YouTube and or your favorite audio platform. Appreciate you guys so much for being here on the show. And I just want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some friends who left really, really, really sweet, nice, you didn't have to do it, but you did reviews on Apple iTunes. And if you didn't know, you could also leave five stars or whatever stars you feel like to help us reach more friends on those platforms of Apple iTunes as well as now Spotify. You could leave a review in the form of star ratings. So one being the least favorite infertility show and five being your one of or your most favorite infertility podcast. And you can do that now on Spotify too. But let me give a quick shout out to those friends who left those lovely, lovely reviews for us on Apple iTunes. In the first it was written, I don't know the name, but it says, looking no further, five stars. If you are a black woman or woman of color and you are not tuned in to Monique's show, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Even though the show features many races, I was relieved to find this podcast created and hosted by a strong black queen. Maybe one day I will be brave enough to talk to Monique and share my journey. The stories are so comforting. Thank you. Thank you, friend, family, for leaving that lovely, lovely review of five stars and then also leaving that lovely, lovely comment. I appreciate it, you guys. I just, the comments, the reviews, everything is just so wonderful. And I can't say thank you enough. In our second recent review left on December 31st, and it states, perfect five stars. You have no idea how important your podcast has been for my wife and I. We are definitely going through it emotionally in terms of becoming parents. I love your candor, even though I've only listened to five episodes. I will continue to listen and use it as a way to educate myself, my wife, and begin to have those open discussions. I feel like you're speaking to our situation, and thank you for this. Appreciate you, friend, so much. That is one of our male friends that listens to the show. 
and has been supporting the show for a while, I'm sure. So I appreciate you, friend. And I appreciate all of you guys who have left reviews and five stars and four stars in Apple iTunes and now on Spotify. This podcast is not possible without you guys' support through listenership and also viewing on YouTube. So I appreciate you. And I cannot say thank you enough for spreading the word and for also allowing me into your visuals and or your eardrums. I do not take it for granted or lightly that you've allowed me to be here with you. And so today's guest is Vijaya Javali, who is from India, but resides now in Canada with her husband and two children. So trigger warning for him. Today's episode is a success story and it may be too much for you to bear. So if that is the case, please take care of your heart first and come back to the episode when you can and listen. Vijaya suffered through 10 years of unexplained infertility before getting her big fat positive. So I hope that you will hang around to listen to the entire episode. She's been through a lot like many of us, like all of us. And so I just hope to continue to bring you more episodes that validate your feelings, what you're going through, and continue to build our community. And don't forget to make sure that you're following on Instagram at Infertility and Me Podcast. And you can search Infertility and Me Podcast on YouTube as well to watch other episodes. Today's will not be on video. She did not want to be shown publicly on video. So we are respecting Vijaya's privacy and leaving it just to a photo still for today's episode. So I appreciate you friends for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me. Here's Vijaya. Thank you, friends, for tuning in so much for another episode of Infertility and Me podcast. My name is Monique Rook. I am your host. And today we have all the way from Canada, Vijaya. Vijaya, thank you so much, girl, for coming onto the podcast and just sharing your story with us. I appreciate you so very much for being here. Thank you so much, Monique. It's uh, really a pleasure. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into your story. So since you guys are from India, that's your home your home country, and Asia, South Asia is your home continent. My husband is South Asian too. He's from okay. Bangladesh, and um, so did, were you guys' marriage are arranged like traditionally uh, arranged? No, love come arranged. <laughs> like we met, it was not much of a period, but uh, like we met, mm-hmm. then our parents met, and then mm-hmm. my husband mm-hmm. went uh, for a project uh, to UK. So that's how that was a, a kind of a long distance <laughs> for a year or so. Right. And um, mm-hmm. so, like the first we met in December 2003 and we got married in mm-hmm. 2005, February. So what do you guys, what does your husband do for a living? You said he had a project. In uh, yeah, like he, held up. he's uh, working for an Indian IT company. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So he's yeah, like an engineer. technology, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's engineer, doctors, lawyers. My husband's an engineer too. So that's why I asked because I know they travel a lot sometimes. Okay. So yeah. 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 So you guys started trying to conceive maybe a year, year and a half after you, after you got married. You said in 2006 is when you guys started trying. Yeah. Almost a year and a half. Uh, like we started in June uh, 2006. Immediately within three months, I went to the doctor. She she chuckled actually. Her, she asked mm-hmm. me, <laughs> how many months are you trying her? 
I said three months, mm-hmm. so she chuckled. Oh, that's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> that's right. That's so how, how old were you? Were you in your early twenties when you got yeah, married? Yeah, I got twenty-five. Got married. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 20, yeah, twenty. Yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. I was twenty-five when I got married, and uh, yeah, exactly. I remember on ninth, like on my birthday in September, I went to the doctor's. Uh, for the doctor's appointment my husband also said to me that day why are you going today for the doctor's appointment i said no i'll go today only because <laughs> it's not getting out uh, like out of my mind no why it's not happening yet yeah. ha huh. uh, so uh, so initially the doctor also was good the hospital was near to my home uh so she said okay let's do some work blood blood work mm, because in india whenever you go to a doctor then it's not like uh, unlike here uh, like they give some time okay come back after one year but if somebody is concerned or they they will go uh, ask for blood works and all so everything uh, we got it checked so i followed her up almost a year i was with her uh like from uh, 2006 september to june 2007 in between that like um, after 2006 uh, september uh, she did the blood work then every month like 3 4 months we tried the site um, like monitoring the foli- no 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 follicular mo- monitoring uh, initially she wanted to see everything is going on right uh, on track so every month that follicular scanning was happening uh she was quite positive uh, positive about it yeah like yeah good follicles you have you can try then um, still it was not happening then she asked for a diagnostic uh, laparoscopy so that we did it april 2007 everything was good she said i just wanted to check the tubes are open or not but yeah it's all good uh, after uh, 2007 april uh, laparoscopy Uh, we did uh, IUI in June, gotcha. uh, okay. two thousand seven uh, June. Uh, that failed. I'm like okay, why? Again, she did one more uh, round of, um, uh, I think, follicular scanning, and the reports came back again normal. So my husband also said, like, we decided let's try it naturally. If everything is a uh, good, why unnecessary go to doctor and then. Hmm, yeah just try it naturally again so uh, again we traveled abroad we had he had to go to uk uh, for his project was so i accompanied okay. accompanied him and um, we came back uh, from there uh, 2008 december but i always had that feeling yeah sometimes they say like you are too much busy in your own schedule your job this thing once you uh, take a break then things happen i was very uh, positive in uk that yeah something will happen but no <laughs> uh, yeah in fact um, i had a bone infection on my right foot so i was on crutches for 6 months that again gave a break to that journey. So how long were you guys in the UK? Uh, 13 how months. How long were you there? 13 months. 13 months? Yeah, 2007 okay. Okay. October to 2008 December. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So when you guys when you when when you had your foot infection and you had your surgery and then you said that your healing time went on until May of 2009. 
and I, had- yeah may it, yeah till may 2009 the healing time happened uh, then we ourselves gave a break that because i had uh, i was on too much of antibiotics every day so the whole the body it has to get out of my system i was on antibiotics for the first 6 months when it started um that foot infection started in 2008 uh, may um so till the diagnosis that uh, surgery happened it was july 2008 uh, so since 2008 july to january um uh, yeah 2009 or maybe um, till march or so i was on the medication at least 6 months i was totally on medication then on and off in between the surgery uh, they did dig it very deep down so that wound had to yeah, heal yeah. Mm. so then you get like um therapy and stuff too right you get therapy no, no, after i i didn't heals. get any therapy you didn't need any therapy uh, it because my legs and all were fine only that stepping on the floor or any yeah. like yeah putting your uh, foot on the floor was a problem so for yeah. that i need needed crutches yeah yeah though it was so, slow slow initially uh yeah. later on it uh, went on fine because i also joined back to office uh, i was doing mm-hmm. an admin job there okay mm. yeah, yeah yeah make yourself a little bit so, busier right yeah yeah so so busier the, ab- the better <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah. exactly especially when you've been through so much yeah. already yeah. with your foot and all yeah. and not knowing how it's going to turn so, out so uh, uh, what happened where in 2010 where you guys decided to go where you well you decided to go to your OBGYN to get a referral to go to your endocrinologist and then you got diagnosed with hypothyroidism so what yeah, made you Yeah uh, that was so, um then again again one more uh, thing happened my uh, we lost I lost my father in law in 2009 Jan so again that uh, emotional turmoil my husband was not in the right state of mind it was very sudden uh, we didn't expect it. he was not he was very young that way so that all whole 2009 uh, was gone and then 2010 again september uh, we visited the uh, endocrinologist and she again started the whole process <laughs> blood work follicular scanning this time she recommended hysteroscope she said uh, just check out because you were too much on antibiotics last year so has that affected any internal organ or you know be sure like uh, let's be sure before take uh, taking the next step of iui or ivf whatever we want to do let's uh, do the blood work once again mm, so again everything came back normal and just that uh, thyroid was uh, supposed to be 5.5 as a normal case it was uh, 7.8 Did she put you on ah, she she said uh, yeah it's not a cause of concern uh, because uh, okay. some doctors uh, do not take uh, thyroid uh, hypothyroidism as a cause of infertility like it's uh, yeah i have yeah, heard that before yeah. because uh, they they think it's it's a very common thing because the hormones yeah, it's, they go up yeah, and down it's a very common women, thing yeah. and even hypo like uh, who, whoever is taking Uh, 100 mcg 150 mcg they also have conceived without any problems so we don't take it uh, as a uh, hindrance it is a factor but very 
small person yeah, yeah not, it's very like, but not the, when your your blood yeah, pressure yeah, come yeah. back so high it is yeah. a factor but not um, a major concern that uh, because of that you are not able to conceive it's nothing like that that's what uh, that's so much different than the US yeah <laughs> you know that's much yeah. different than the US they'll put you right on medication even if no, no, I was also put on medication yeah. to keep the things control yeah borderline thyroidism they say Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they called it when I had when I had got tested for it too. They called it borderline because yeah. it was really low like yours. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she put So this must have been real frustrating. Yeah. Right <laughs> it was real frustrating, yeah. right? Because you had yeah. like all these years already cuz let's see, you started in 2006, so that's like four years already for, trying yeah, to conceive, yeah, right? Yeah. And then everything's coming back normal. So it's like really yeah, frustrating, frustrating right now. I can I can Still more to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got long. Yeah, we got long. So I had hope still uh, like 5 years more than 5 rather 10 years I was very positive to be frank. Uh, I obviously every time like when my periods used to happen I used to feel a bit low why it's not happening why it's not happening or any IUI we used to do or any treatment we used to do everything was normal and still it was not happening. 2010 she uh, said let's do iui so august or september uh, yeah we did second iui then again that uh, next month it failed like normal my period started and all so i like okay this is also done uh, so what to do next mm, and again we said okay again the <laughs> the ports back uh, came back all normal uh even the hysteroscopy which we had done the doctor had recommended uh, that al- also came uh, normal um, the radiologist said nothing no problem with the ovaries it's all perfect uh, your medications has no, not damaged any single uh, tissue or whatever your organ uh, nothing no impact on that so i was like okay fine I'm happy to hear that at least if there is a right. no baby at least no problem is a but right. uh, things got started getting frustrating um year after a year it started getting frustrating year after year when everything is normal because every year we had um, we used to do the checkup yeah like how things are going and all so mm, 2010 then 2011 I did or oh, like i visited different doctor uh and uh, 2012 yes uh, 2012 also uh, uh in the end i visited uh, one doctor and then they also did the same blood work and everything uh yeah and right. 2013 we were planning to move to us uh then uh, even my uh, parents Uh, and his mother said yeah just uh, check get it checked everything before you go there because everything is not possible immediately going there and getting things done so again 2013 march um, i did a whole uh, blood work yeah testing and all everything we did and then only travel to uh, us so the see october of 2013 you yeah yeah my my yeah my mom lost your mom right yeah Yeah. and so were you at home in india or were you here in the u.s no i was here i i traveled immediately Mm. we me and my husband traveled 
uh, I was with dad uh, for the next two and a half months. I need I had to get his cataract operation done. Things were settling down, and finally we thought of uh, showing it to the endocrinologist here in US in uh, October. I tried from July or uh, June. Uh, I got the appointment in November. So finally, uh, we got in touch in Seattle, um, one doctor, um, and uh, he also went through the blood work, got all the files from uh, how many years, seven years, more than eight years, uh, nine years of uh, like my blood work, uh, history, everything, showed it to him. Then he said, yes, everything looks fine and uh, let's get the blood work done. So we did the blood work. Okay. Cycle we did of Clomid. Um, didn't uh, my body didn't react to that medicine that's what it showed in the blood so he said okay let's uh, do HSG so we did HSG in November 2018 uh, and uh, all that report also came back normal so he recommended yeah if it's not happening uh, naturally IUI Try IVF. We'll try IVF. Uh, then the costing was too high uh, for us. Uh, yeah. So we thought what to do. Um, then my next uh, 2015, my dad had come. Uh, like He was on a visitor's visa to US. He was there with us. Yeah. Uh, first, my mother-in-law came. He, she was there with us for some days and then a few months and then um, my, fa- my father came. So I went back to drop him because he was quite aged. He couldn't travel alone. Uh, so that's when I started uh, digging for IVF information in India. Like who can do, uh, who is the good uh, endocrinologist. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Before jumping to IVF, my uncle introduced me to an Ayurveda doctor who had quite a lot success stories on fertility. The natural remedies are different. Yeah, Ayurveda it's very is different. different. Yeah. yeah, it's very different. Now, what you get like the natural tablets or the, that is different totally altogether. It has medicinal values and um, it, it it is more kind of a medicine but yeah, I, I cannot explain it to you, but um, only that Ayurveda uh, doctor has to prescribe it according to your blood work. The herbs and such that are used are more powerful than what we, you know, are sold yeah, online more powerful. And it's, from it's, some it's, random website, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 yeah. you cannot source it online. Uh, that doctor only has to prescribe it. And in India, it's more of a, rather than pills, it's more of a mm, powder form. Okay. Like uh, I know what you like mean. Yep. Powder, huh? And uh, you have to mix it in 
uh, milk and drink it. Uh, finally, last doctor who did my IVF. <laughs> Uh, so she said, no, you cannot continue Ayurveda because we, we will be again putting you on uh, the allopathy medicines, uh, the uh, femora and all the IVF uh, lupron injections and this. So you cannot mix it up. So you have to, yeah, <clears throat> so you have to stop it. I said, okay, fine. Stop, uh, I stopped it. And uh, meanwhile, my husband also had come for a, one month uh, a vacation to India. Both went to the doctor, get all the tests done. And then she said, okay, let's uh, do IUI and then IVF. Uh, after my husband left, I did um, IUI in uh, May, uh, like end of April, uh, first week of May, you can say. And uh, she said, why not give a try uh, IVF? So I said, okay, fine, uh, let's uh, take the last chance of IUI if it clicks uh, more than uh, good. Uh, then we did IUI, it again failed. Uh, then finally, I was like, I'm done with all these things. Now let's do IVF. Then next month immediately, I we did IVF. Yeah, June, uh, June 2016, uh, I did IVF. That also failed. In uh, uh, by the end of I got the result like after mid June rather ten twelve days whatever that uh, pregnancy test uh, test and all protocol is so that also failed mm, so I was like okay mm, finally this last chance is also gone mm, so I was very um, devastated in that seriously couldn't think of what to do. Uh, like what next? There was no next actually <laughs> thing I had done. So I thought, okay, let's continue with the Ayurveda thing and rest is on God. Whatever his wishes, uh, whatever he wishes, it will happen. So my husband also said, why are you crying and all? Just uh, come over here. Uh, things will happen naturally. I said, like, okay, all these years it didn't happen, it will happen. <laughs> then 2015 was very bad for me. Like, uh, one good thing was my dad was there with me for uh, some time. He spent time with um, uh, all of us. The 10-year mark was getting over. Like, we were into marriage uh, for 10 years. My uh, sister-in-law got married and she had... Uh, her son immediately within one year of marriage um, my uh, co-sister also um, conceived whenever she wanted to have a baby whenever they decided to have a baby so um, uh, like okay the 10 year mark is uh, going um, and get tired of it I said it was it's like you know what you uh, said earlier about it getting old you know like I'm yeah it's getting yeah. old yeah uh, and I had heard somewhere, I had read somewhere that after 35, your egg quality decreases, even your egg count decreases. So even if it has to happen naturally, how it will happen if I am um, getting old? <laughs> so that was the thing. So, be it. so I traveled in July. Uh, again, I got all the uh, Ayurveda medicines and all. I got my uh, periods uh, like not too, uh, too long I had to wait like after that failure of IVF uh, 
within one okay. year, uh, sorry, not one, one month, uh, 10 days, I uh, got um, my period back. So it, it was good in a way. So I got it then when I got the period, then that Ayurveda medicines had to be started second or third day of the period. So I started taking it and then I was waiting for the next period. Finally, it didn't turn up. So I said, what happened? All these years, all these years, I never had a late period issue. Only once in a year, I used to have like period one month delayed. I was in other, I never thought I was pregnant. Uh, took all, Almost I was 16 days late. Uh, so I thought, let's uh, take a moment. And before taking that appointment, I want to check whether I am pregnant or not. Uh, then if not pregnant, then obviously we'll uh, take the appointment. If pregnant also, I would have, I would be happy. That's why I was not having any high hopes or something like that. So, but in my mind, uh, something was saying, yes, I am pregnant. OBGYN office next day. And they said, okay, you can come uh, since you are almost uh, 16 days late and you got a preg positive pregnancy test, then we'll call you earlier. Like uh, almost near the eight weeks upon confirmation appointment thing. So I was like, okay, fine. Uh, so yeah, uh, so finally, uh, 23rd, I still remember the date, uh, 23rd September, um, I saw my son having a fun time in Vermont. <laughs> Yeah, that's I conceived nice. in August of 2017. No, 2016. Oh, is I'm it? Sorry. I was a year exactly a year before you, before you, before, mm -hmm. okay, but it was yeah, August, it was August of 2016. Um, when I conceived, yeah, your, and mine was uh, August 2017. Right, yep, so our sons are a year yeah. apart, exactly. Yeah, so that that must have been, um. That must have, I well, you said it was shocking. You and your husband couldn't believe it. Yeah, so yeah. Go to the, was he able to make it to the ultrasound with you? Yeah, yeah. You have to go? yeah. Okay, so he was there for that too. Wow, yeah, that he was there for that. So exciting, so exciting yeah. to finally have yeah. uh, the little peanut uh, finally know. has arrived. Oh my gosh, after all those years, I don't think I would have believed it either. I would have had to seen it on like a big, huge movie screen and mm -hmm. In, in for my own eyes because that's that's a really long time yeah it's a really long through time unexplained and my breakdowns like started after 2015 means i till that okay uh, 2015 i was hopeful yes i'll get pregnant i'll have a baby after 2015 i was kind of um in a negative mood uh, altogether still i was hopeful i had not left that hope but um, yeah, that was the breaking point in 2015. Just trying to like Just hold on years, a bit. Yeah. Every day I used to cry in bed. Mm, what's going on? Um, initially, I used to think when my best, best friends and all, like uh, college mates and all, they had um, babies very soon. So I, I used to say, okay, when they have their second babies, I will have my first baby. But their second babies also were like uh, six, seven year old. And still not um, happening for me. So I was very frustrated. I was happy for them, but yes, frustrated for myself. Uh, Especially when all your tests kept coming. Yeah, that, that was good that, and frustrating that. too. Uh, every time a uh, doctor used to say, I don't see any problem. I don't see any problem. Everything is normal. Yours, your husband, everything is normal. There comes the God timings. <laughs> yeah.
Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. So, do you think that you changed as a person since going uh, through? Yeah, um, yeah. So many I, years I of infertility. I was very impatient, but uh, infertility taught me uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Patience, faith in God. Um, yeah, uh, just wait. Yeah, uh, no, the importance of life. Uh, you cannot think. Uh, you cannot take anything for granted. How people behave with you. It's not knowingly, unknowingly also. It's like you are taken for granted for some things. Oh, you don't have uh, responsibility. Then you can come for this thing, or you can come for that thing. You can easily uh, leave the home and attend some function, or easily leave home and uh, go to help somebody. It's nothing like. me or my work um uh, my importance yeah it's only the kids if you have kids then you have you you are important it's not like you are important yes you are important if you have kids but uh um, you feel emotionally the work uh, like uh, it's easy for you to leave home and come so yeah busy. you don't have to uh, think of 10 things or oh, what my kids will do uh, so that that i used to feel a bit Mm. even if uh, nobody said yeah. anything to yeah. me everybody was supportive yeah once or twice it's okay uh, i mean uh, that's fine uh, everybody feels uh, in the family mm. yeah they should have but um, nothing like a king kind of a comment uh, but uh, this um, i don't like this taken for granted attitude of people when it comes to yeah so what would you what would you have to say to others in the community that are listening to us today and mm-hmm. what would what's something that you would want them to know that you've learned as well beyond yeah uh, just have faith in god patience patience is a very and try out all the new possibilities whatever you can do even if you can't do anything because of financial uh, constraints that's also okay yeah wish all uh, them all the best yeah whoever is in this journey absolutely well thank you for yeah. taking us along your 10 year journey and story to motherhood and vijaya has two children now both born naturally after yeah. infertility and she has a son who is her eldest and she has a daughter so she's got a boy and a girl now so i appreciate you so much for connecting with me on instagram and then offering your story to give hope thank you so much monique it was pleasure talk this podcast is not possible without you guys' support through listenership and also viewing on youtube so i appreciate you and i cannot say thank you enough for spreading the word and for also allowing me into your visuals and or your eardrums i do not take it for granted or lightly that you've allowed me to be here with you
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.